It's Wes Wednesdays on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. We talk about another unfortunate loss for the Hornets, but a bright spot with James Booknight playing well, and we debut straight fire or straight fizzle with one Wes Bryant. It's coming up today on the Lockdown Hornets pod. You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. <laughs> It's Lockdown Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's a daily fantasy app made easy. So, Prize Picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. Check them out at prizepicks.com. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen, and thanks for listening on all sorts of platforms Spotify, Apple. Go to YouTube, check us out there. We've got plenty of things that you can check us out on. So, we really appreciate all of your support. Also, follow us on on Twitter, Walker Mail, Doug Branson, L O H, show handle on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, and check out our check out our guy uh, Wes Bryant on Twitter on the gram as well at West Got Range. Wes, how are you doing today, man? What's going on, fellas? Glad to be back. West Wednesday in full effect. It is in full effect, man. You're <laughs> yeah, a popular sure. dude. We got you uh, from a late night last night on Charlotte Sports Live, Fox Forty Six. Yeah. I'm going to be appearing on that next week too. So we're str- sure. we're trying to represent out here for the Lockdown Hornets podcast, you know, just a little bit. You know, you know, Tr- trying to do it. Um, Hornets not really doing that last night. Not really mm-hmm. showing out against the Toronto Raptors. First quarter was brutal. Lack of defensive effort transition buckets like they didn't actually score a ton of fast break points the Hornets actually beat them in that category yet I feel like they could have stopped those fast break points and maybe there were some fast break points that didn't count necessarily in transition but the Hornets defense was so bad it kind of felt like they were let's get to the positive first we like to focus on the positive here at least sometimes on locked on Hornets and I want to talk about James Booknight because he's been brought up in a lot of potential trades. I've tried to trade him a couple of times for a Rashawn Holmes, maybe, or a Miles Turner, even though he had a really good game against the Kings earlier this year. He had a pretty good one last night, despite the loss against the Toronto Raptors, attacking the rim. I think that's what his specialty is. It was coming out of UConn. I think it was on full display. Taking Pascal Siakam ISO and then finishing left side with the right hand, I thought that was really impressive. What did you see from the Rook, James Booknight? Yeah, man, I liked a lot of what I saw. One thing we do know that he can do is get buckets, and I think it would be insane to trade him right now. I think fans are getting so impatient with wanting to do something. But, again, I asked, like I asked last week, what is the goal? I mean, are you trying to win an NBA championship? Listen, I love the Hornets. It's it's great. But Looks like we may have to get Wes back on the line. I'm sure he'll pop back in here in a second. Is I'll he pick really up. that mad at me that he decided to exit because well, I because, hypothetically it's because you tried traded to one up him. It's because you tried to one up him on the CSL hit. You know, he was so happy about his CSL. I think he's back. Is here that what go. it was? It was. I didn't know. So there was a couple. Of, look, Wes. I'm sorry that I you didn't realize. I didn't realize that trading James Booknight was going to make you that mad. I didn't realize <laughs> that I one-upped you with CSL going on there next week. Yeah, I, I take it all back. Please, pr- please continue with your Booknight. Okay. Yeah, so I was just saying, it's like, what is your goal? And it's like, for the Hornets, I mean, realistically, do you really think we're going to win an NBA championship this year or next year? Mm-hmm. You have to let the young talent develop. They got some guys that show that are showing that if they just get a little bit of time, they could really end up being some key pieces down the line, especially with the potential salary cap uh, that you might be looking at down the line, having so many good players. 
when a kid like this shows you, because I'm all about, do you flash? Do you go down to the G League and dominate? And he does that. He's showing that he belongs at the NBA level. And then when he has gotten the minutes and the freedom to take some shots, he's giving you production uh, in a couple of games this year. So you see the potential that he has for your backcourt. So I think with him and Kai Jones both, you just have to give them some time. Hornets fans need to just relax and enjoy the process, so to speak, because as we established last week here, we're ahead of the curve as far as what people thought that they would be. So I think that they just need to calm down. Book Knight really looks like he has a lot of potential to be a bucket getter in this league. That's what it's all about. Yes, defense is great, but let's be honest. It's hard to stop guys uh, just on a shutdown basis. You're not going to come out and hold people to 90 points every night. You want to be at least serviceable on defense, yes. But when you see a guy that can get – you know, score points like Book Knight can. And mm-hmm. then you think about what you have with the LaMelo ball and different things like that. He's also shown that he's a capable ball handler outside of LaMelo. So LaMelo doesn't have to always carry that burden. He's a playmaker. So, uh, no, I, I like a lot from what we've seen from him. And I think he just needs time to continue to mature. Uh, what I liked is that you really got a uh, a full menu of everything that Book Knight can give you scoring. I mean, he had the catch and shoot three, he had the the cutting layup, he had the steal, helped to get the steal and got into transition for the layup. Um, crafty moves all around. You know, like uh, Walker mentioned, bodied Pascal Siakam, physical layup even for his size. Just imagine what happens when he gets bigger. The other thing is that. He, he does it on a night where the Hornets needed smart possessions. He gave Borrego smart possessions, and he did it on a night where Cody Martin sort of underwhelmed offensively. And I think Cody yeah. Martin is sort of the barrier for that, that Book Knight has been hitting up against in terms of getting more player, playing time. So I wonder if this game in particular may start to move Book Knight into that sort of Borrego circle of trust that yeah. allows him to get more playing time. Yeah, hopefully it will, because I think with JB, the number one thing he wants is for guys to at least be able to play defense a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably probably the reason why Book Knight was having such a tough time getting on the court earlier in the season, because I think mm-hmm. he hated. And you would see it sometimes when he would come in and, and even in, you know, garbage time you could say or whatnot he would get a little lost on defense sometimes and always seem like he knew what to do and also offensively he didn't seem as sure of himself and a lot of times now but i think that um what was it the king's game when he had yeah, the, that's the good game yeah so the king's game i think gave him the confidence where he knew okay i belong in this league as far as the offensive player goes and we know i talk to dale all the time in our meetings and stuff like that dale curry and he tells me how much uh, this league is about confidence with guys and how good they feel about can they yeah. make shots can they score can they do this that and the third because he told me he said you know when the lights come on for a lot of guys it's a different story so he's shown that so what we right and, and let's be honest like it wasn't book night's defense uh that that was the problem in this game exactly. I mean, it was first first quarter it was the starters first quarter defense it was uh, Terry laid on a closeout. It was LaMelo leaving his guy and uh, uh, leaving Gary Trent open for a three in the third quarter that got him started. Uh, it was uh, some just disorganization with the zone. I mean, they killed that zone. <clears throat> they uh, they were the first completely quarter. lost, man. Like that, yeah. it, you, you go back and watch it. In transition, there were a couple of times where they were completely lost. Even just getting set, you had one play where Delano Banton gets the basketball. This was in the second half. This was in the third quarter when the Hornets were trying to hang around a little bit. So it was a big bucket that they allowed. And just a complete mental breakdown where Cody Martin – 
is on the off is on a different player. I forget who he is, uh, who's on. But Terry Rozier's guarding the ball. Who Blanton Blanton has it. He just drives to the left. Terry tries to pass him over to Cody. Cody doesn't pick him up, and then Banton goes in for the dunk. It's it th- that that kind of stuff happens. You know, a little too frequently throughout the year, it had stopped a little bit the last couple of weeks, right, when they played a lot better and had a better defensive rating than anybody in the NBA. Right. But you see that a decent amount. And and real quickly, you talk about Booknight. That's the thing about Booknight. It's not like he was a bad defender coming out, you know. Like, he was he was pretty good at UConn. And I, I go back to that one possession. I'll bring this up a couple more times. It's just it's so apparent in my mind. But that game against Utah, where Booknight got some minutes and – he completely locked down Jordan Clarkson, a pretty good ISO player too, six-man-of-the-year candidate just last year, right? Like, Book Knight did a really good job of cutting off baseline. He's got some defensive instincts and certainly has yeah. the athleticism to be a problem on that end. And we know about the offensive prowess. Like, I, I like Book Knight. The only reason I've hypothesized maybe trading him is – Yeah, here we go. Right. I'm just saying mm-hmm. – but, like, Rashawn Holmes, like, those guys certainly fill a need. But there's no doubt, like, it would hurt. Like, I, I mm-hmm. like his game enough and certainly like him even better than I did during the draft process. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were about to say something, Doug. My bad. No, it's, okay. it's all good. I mean, look, I, I'm just – all I'm saying is that from the fans' perspective I'm, – I'm talking from the fans' perspective – they're looking at James Book Knight's lack of minutes, and then someone tells them, well, you know, it's because Cody Martin plays better defense or they, they, they need more defense. And then you look at a game like this and you go, wait a minute. <laughs> Nobody's right, playing defense. Right. So, like, yeah. Yeah. so I, I think either the starters got to step up and start playing defense and defend their uh, you know, abilities to stay in the starting lineup or, or stay with heavy minutes, or Borrego has to look for other options off the bench, including Book Knight. All right, I want to talk about P.J. Washington's ejection, whether it was the right call, whether it was the wrong call, and then I want to get to Wes Bryant mixing it up with a couple of athletes on the football field. We'll get to that Uh-oh. next segment. Also, LaMelo Ball, he was somebody that kind of broke out of his offensive slump, not necessarily a shooting slump, but did play well offensively last night. We'll get to all of that in the second segment, but not before we talk about prize picks. It has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator, and they offer all the superstar players as well as the bench players only recording just a handful of minutes each game. They also offer any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, etc., even just with a couple of two players that you might choose, five players that you might choose, picking over under, it doesn't matter. Go to prizepicks.com today or go to your app store and download the app. All users that deposit and use promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first prize picks entry scores a single point. That's right. All users that deposit and use promo code NBA will get $50 free if your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. Let's talk about Wes Bryant's days on the football field. Coming up next, Locked On Hornets podcast. You are listening to the Locked On Hornets podcast. And Doug, don't you have an Eldon Campbell like stuffed animal type thing? Yes, I do. I got it at the last regular season home game that they had before they left for New Orleans. I look, I love me some Eldon Campbell, but. Is that, is they, that the they were just they were clearing everything out of the house because it was whatever they gave to the fans that night they didn't have to take with them to New Orleans. Get more Hornets analysis on lockedonhornets.com. All right, if you look in the box score, you might be surprised to see that during garbage time, you got to see JT Thor, Nick Richards, Kai Jones out there. They only played four minutes. But then you see P.J. Washington in the box score, 
who also only played four minutes. But that's because in the first quarter, he was mixing it up quite a bit with Justin Champagny, ACC player, former Pittsburgh player, really good with the Panthers. And those guys got into it a couple of different times. And what was funny is you see P.J., go after Champagne when there's a cheap shot that he gives P.J. in the back. P.J. turns around, outright pushes him a couple times, uh, hard shoves, I guess, by NBA standards. Champagne, big time hold me back. Hold me back! P.J., watch out! Even though he really wasn't trying to fight and it didn't take a whole lot of dudes to hold him back. Either way, they both get ejected because P.J., hit him with like an elbow as he was running by him one time. Like they, anyways, they kind of got into it. Refs decide, you know what, we're going to end it right here. Both are out of the game. Wes, we'll start with you. Do you think that was the right call to eject both P.J. Washington and Justin Champagne? Double technicals, give them a nice stern talking to uh, <laughs> and tell them, hey, you guys need to chill out or else you're going to be gone. It's such a different game now, and I and I hate. I'm not even that old. I'm I'm 38, but I just <laughs> can't stand turning into old guy on the lawn. But I'm sitting there like, man, back in the day, that was nothing. Like, I mean, they they really changed the NBA game as far as the foul. And and yeah, I get it to protect players and things of that nature. But man, it is sports. It is competitive nature at the highest level. So you have to allow a little bit of chippiness. You have to allow a little bit of physicality. Uh, in the game, I thought, you know, it was a it was a decent scuffle. But on a 90 scale, I mean, what are we giving this, like a, a, a five or four? It, it doesn't like, make the 90s highlight montage that old yeah, people used to say it wasn't very yeah, physical. Guys getting clothesline going to the basket and, and <laughs> whole teams clearing benches yeah. back in the day. I'm like, come on, man, like an ejection. That's ridiculous. I mean, I get it sends a swift and harsh message to say, listen, this won't be tolerated. But I thought double technical and just talking to both of them would have would have taken care of that. No, I, I agree with you, Wes. Uh, I think that ejecting them both for fighting is crazy because they weren't we didn't reach the level of fight. I think if you're Champagne, so honestly, you think you got the the worst end of that deal because you weren't fighting at all in that in yeah. that particular scenario. I think it's really easy to do that as a referee in an empty arena, right? I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if the if the crowd is there, if they are making that particular uh, call. But I and here's the biggest problem that I have with it is that as a referee, you're essentially punishing these two players for missing all of those opportunities to clean it up previously. There were yeah, exactly. three or four possessions exactly. where they were going back and forth that they could have called a foul, they could have stopped play and talked to everyone. Instead, you just throw the throw the gavel down hard, uh, you know, immediately when you when you finally you know get to that end point. I just thought it was completely unfair. I don't know. I think the Hornets still should have been resilient enough to to compete after PJ. I didn't think that was like a death blow to the Hornets, but it certainly was unequal because Champagne versus PJ, like that's Champagne was like a kamikaze bomb that came in there and took out you know one of one of the Hornets' better bench <laughs> players. So I mean that that was definitely a great deal. You know, you know Nick Nurse is going to take that deal every day. Well, I mean um, you're you're right about that though. I mean well, what's funny is we didn't even acknowledge that as viewers. The broadcast team, Eric and Dell, nobody realized it. The officials didn't realize it and so what they do is right. it seems like they go back and try to look at the history because it's only four minutes of history in the game between Champetti and PJ and say oh wait they went through this in the fast break oh wait 
Right? You'll just happen. By the so, way, anyone who's anyone who's been married or is currently married wishes they had that superpower. That you could just like go back, watch the tape, <laughs> see who really started this one. <laughs> yeah. I, that, that's that's a gift nobody really wants. That's somebody <laughs> like you kind of want it, but also you really don't want it. But it happened last night in this game. And you know, I saw Nada and I saw Panthers Mafia, our boy also put that out there. Like they thought it was kind of warranted. PJ shouldn't have, you know, essentially stooped that level that he's got to be smarter than that. I guess there's some level of that that's true, that PJ should be smarter. Also, it just didn't seem like it warranted both guys out of the game completely, and it yeah. does feel like the officials went back retroactively. Oh, we missed this. This has been going on. All right, see ya. Like, it just didn't seem as physical as what an ejection should call for. And I'll tell you this, if they were stars, they're not getting that call. Oh, like, their not stars at all. Are still playing. Not at so. all. LaMelo gets into that with – what even Fred Van Fleet? They're both still playing. <laughs> Anybody, yeah, right. So well, to- and well, the other thing is, but I kind of like that. I mean, I don't like the fact that he got ejected, but I'm not going to put that on PJ. I don't like, and I don't think he lost his cool necessarily. I think it was a buildup over time. It wasn't like one incident that caused him to do that. And I think honestly, as a team, you need a couple of players that say, "Hey, we're not going to put up with this kind of like physical." You know, you're trying to knock me off my place, or you know, put a put a. I mean, it started with that. A bad screen that Champagne put on him, that elbow to the throat. Mm-hmm. I thought that was the starting yeah. point. And and you need a player that says, "Hey, that we're not going to tolerate that in this game." And you know, honestly, uh, I want to feel. Honestly, I wanted to see a few more Hornets get in there and say, "Hey, wait, whoa, 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 what's going on here?" I mean, I think we need a little bit of that kind of attitude. Exactly. Yeah, I think we've got that with Miles and PJ a little bit. Miles is certainly one to do that. We've seen that before. We saw PJ. That I'll Andre tell you what, Drummond. PJ is the one player on this squad i think i put him in the top tier of guys that i don't want to mess with i mean he just seems like a tough dude yeah solid dude miles bridges too and as eric collins will tell you endlessly so that he's from flint so you also got to watch out uh terry rogier from youngstown so like that's not somebody that you really want to mess with either wes were you somebody that you could mess with a little bit on the football field or did you take it to some people (laughs) we want stories wes give us a time have you ever been ejected have you ever been ejected no never you know in football like i said you almost have to kill someone to get ejected in a football (laughs) game but i mean you know i was a guy that intensity to the max i mean i i you know, in middle school, I didn't speak to my mom before games. Uh, you know what I'm saying? She was standing right there in front of me, like, waving. And I'm, like, looking through her. Like, <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I had some good stuff. It's like, uh, remember uh, John Beeson, Panthers legend? For sure. Uh-huh. Uh, we got into a nice one um, when we played Miami at home. Um, I can't remember what the scenario was. I do know he was quite difficult to block. I was actually supposed to be cutting him. Uh, mm-hmm. cutting his legs out from under him, but I, I never would, and i try to get around and get to him, but I couldn't. But anyway, I forget what we got into it about, but we got into a, a scuff on the sideline, and, you know, we, we're dropping all the, the, the curse word bomb <laughs> on each other, mm-hmm. and then my boy comes over there, and um, he gets into it. My good friend on the team, my fullback, he comes and gets into it, and then his – Beeson's buddy comes and gets into it because he came over first. The guy, the other Miami player, he came over first. And I was like, what the, you coming over here for? Like, we are. Yeah, we had that. I had one good one at Duke. Um, we used to always beat Duke. Like, you know, when I was Everybody away, used to beat Duke. Yeah, we there. didn't have the greatest, <laughs> but we were we competed pretty much every game we played in. We only got blown out a couple of times, but we were playing Duke. And we always, for whatever reason, when we played Duke at home, it would always be a close game. But when we would go to Duke, we would always just beat the brakes off of so we mm-hmm. were beating them and i think i was like a little db and i told them 
what I thought of how good that team was. Yeah. <laughs> That's such an interesting way to put that. Yeah, it really was. I yeah. just told I just told them yeah, right there what I thought views. about how good their team was. Yeah, my views of that team, and he spit <laughs> at me. A lot. Oh, yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. So and you spit, didn't get ejected? No, so he spit at me. But, so nothing connected. But me being the petty. Did you wear a visor? Was that why I didn't connect? I, was, did you the visor? I enjoyed that because that gave me a reason to get back at him uh, at another time. So when he did that, I was like, okay. I was like, all right. Oh, I'll, God. I'll be, I'll be back. <laughs> so, well, so you kept receipts is what you're saying. You exactly. Were, you, so then, yeah, you, no um, one's going to catch you at tax time. No one's going to catch you with your pants down. You kept that's receipts. Right. So and I, that's, I that's, a problem with the, that's a problem with this PJ thing, by the way, is that next time the Hornets play the Raptors, Champagne might be in, in G League somewhere. Like yeah, PJ's yeah. not even going to get to keep the receipts. Yeah, so I caught him uh, – in a in a in a pile, he was he was uh, sitting down on a pile, and I was standing up, and so I just politely, you know, stood over him mm-hmm. and worked one up good in my mouth, and just spit it right down in his back. <laughs> no way! Yeah, I spit no. it right down his back. You were you like right in front of me, and I stood and I just hold on, hold on, hold on one second, hold on one second. What you said to us. <laughs> Was that you worked one up in your mouth and then yeah. you spit down on him as you stood over him? That's what yep. you just told us. Yeah, I mean, right in the back of his shoulder pads. Okay, so him. did he? Um, so, so I guess did he realize it when you spit I think, on? Him? I think he. I think he did because he got so mad when I told him how good I thought that uh, they were not, and so he got <laughs> very worked up. In addition to the spit, like he was real worked up about that. So, I mean, um, you know, it happens, man. It's a lot of. <laughs> talk going on down okay because in college the thing i liked was in high school you couldn't do any of that type right. of stuff. you really right. had to be sneaky about what you did in high school but college man once i said a couple of curse words and the ref was like right beside me and he didn't do anything but keep doing his job i was like oh man i was like i get to curse and i can say stuff to people out here. So, <laughs> yeah I, yeah i enjoyed it but yeah that's it some disrespectful out. bleep wes like you know that that, that yeah. that's some disrespectful stuff. Yeah, and, I, okay. and like I said, I'm the type of dirty that if you do something dirty to me, you know, I'm just I'm looking I'm looking forward to it, man. All right, check. We will be back. respectful to one Wes <laughs> Bryant here on the podcast. All right, let's talk about Lamelo in the next segment. We also got to debut the segment. Is it straight fire or is it straight fizzle from one Wes Bryant? I know what is straight fire. It's Built Bar because it makes it easier to stick to your New Year's resolution. Being fit, it tastes so good. The candy bars, really, it's an energy bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. You could argue it tastes even better than a candy bar. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They've got, on average, like 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, 4 gram net carbs, but they have 17 grams of protein. They're also high in fiber. So, they're so they're so one tasty, but also they're really good for you. So go to built.com, use promo code locked15 and get 15% off your order again. Use promo code locked15 for 15% off at built.com. Lamello ball talk breaking out of a slump just a little bit last night. We'll also get to the segment we'll debut with Wes Bryant coming up next, Locked On Hornets Podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. And, and listen, as long as you play James Book Night, a win will always be inside. Thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen every day. Right? We are free and available. He'll, he'll, they'll show some fight. All your, on all your platforms. Now make your second listen. Lockdown Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. 
All right, let's get to LaMelo Ball stat line last night. 8 of 16 from the field. Really good shooting just overall. 8 of 9 from the free throw line. Also good at the charity stripe. 7 assists. 25 points overall, but still is struggling shooting from the perimeter. Only 1 of 5 from three-point land. Has not been good from deep, as we kind of talked about that in yesterday's show. But at least he shot 50%, and he did show you a different type of identity offensively. Attacking the basket, getting fouled, hitting his free throws. Also shooting well once he did get inside the three-point line. And that's something that we've discussed many a times is the next step for him to reach full-on superstar level where he's always an amazing already an amazing passer already still despite the slump a good shooter I think we feel good about his shooting going forward in the NBA but I I love the way that he played offensively like he's attacking he's being aggressive he's hitting the floaters he's able to finish at the rim I thought with one bright spot being James Booknight I thought another one was hey I'm not shooting well right now I'm gonna take it in my own hands I'll still dish seven assists still pretty decent especially on an off shooting night but also I'm gonna get mine and get to the free throw line and that's exactly what happened with Lamelo. Did you see it the same way Wes? Yeah, that's what you that's what I've been wanting to see more from him is that when his three ball is not falling, he does get more aggressive because he is six seven. He might not be the biggest guy out on the court, but he is six foot seven. He does have great handles. He does have the ability to get by guys. And I've wanted to see that more from them and the Hornets as a team. But the Hornets are a top five team in the league when you're talking about points in the paint. And I think they've had the most 50-plus point games in the NBA this season. So they do attack, and they are aggressive, especially when you're talking Miles and Terry operates mm -hmm. a lot from outside in. But to uh, your comment about LaMelo, I've been wanting to see more of that from him because I felt like at times he's been a little three-reliant. And so uh, when they're going through scoring spells where they can't get a bucket or when they are uh, in the midst of the other team going on a run, I'm like, hey, Melo loves to play fast, 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 and he loves to shoot and play that new style of NBA game. But I'm just like, hey, man, you have the capability of getting to the basket. Uh, you, you've got the height. Let's go in there and attack, man, and get to the line. Slow the game down. That, that's one thing that uh, kills me about today's NBA game sometimes is that when teams get on runs, teams just want to keep running, 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 mm -hmm. running. And if they're not hitting any three-point shots, that's how these leads get so crazy. And I'm like, man, just slow the ball down, play some half court, get to the bucket, get get a foul or, or get a basket at the rim, slow the game down a little bit, throw off uh, the, the rhythm of the other team. So I love that as well. Walk, I'm 100% with you. I'd love to see him do more than that. He was one of five from three, but he only took five because most nights I would say he probably yeah. takes <laughs> seven or eight or more. So, um, yeah, I like that a lot from Melo. want to see more of it. Yep, slow it down. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. No, thank you. Exactly. Yeah, I, I was thinking earlier how white we sounded when we we're like straight fire or straight fizzle coming up with Wes Bryant <laughs> in the third segment. And then I think you beat me, Doug, just right there. Slow it down. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bump and grind. Also, yeah. still, I'll say it again. Ain't nothing wrong with a little straight fire, straight fizzle. I was told in a text message from Doug Branson that I was going to love this drop that he made for the new segment. Uh -oh. They're always very good. Right, or is it a drop or is it just imaging? Well, I got so, I got I got several pieces of imaging, but okay. let's set let's set this up because okay. Wes has created this amazing uh segment on Bally Sports called Straight Fire. Mm -hmm. He he uh, goes over a, a lot of the the great plays and highlights, shows you what's straight fire from the Hornets. Um, so I wanted to transition this into something that we've been doing with you, Wes, which is fit checks, essentially, checking out people's swag. 
So this is straight fire or straight fizzle. I'm going to show you. I'm going to do a little screen share here and show you some fits from around the NBA and uh, get your opinion on if they are straight fire or straight fizzle. So, Wes, uh, are you are you ready for this? I sure. And do you want it on brand? You want me to give you give it to you just like I'm at Spectrum Center? Oh, you bet. That's yes, the sir. only kind of yes, brand sir. that I yes, want. <laughs> yes, um, all right. So uh, this first one, we're, we've seen some uh, interesting masks from uh, some of these post-game press conferences from the Hornets. So we're going to start with uh, a favorite of the show, Kelly Oubre, a.k.a. Swag Lord. Mm. Let's see this uh, mask here. <laughs> what do you think about this? Is this straight fire or straight fizzle? Whew. I mean, if, if, if the babies are watching – you know, it could be a straight fizzle, but <laughs> it's a little scary. Yeah, let's describe this for the podcast listener. So Kelly yeah. Oubre is wearing a full ski mask with it's a kind of a scary mask. It reminds me of who's the Batman villain, not the Joker. Scarecrow. Uh, Scarecrow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Reminds me of the remind Scarecrow mask from the Batman Begins uh, series. So what do you think about this? Straight fire, straight fizzle. All right, I'm going to keep it all the way real. Big Ubi is my guy, but I'm going to go straight Oh, no! Okay. I should have started something that was guaranteed fire, but I'll tell you, I wasted all of the budget of the show on the straight fire drops, which we'll hear in just a minute. But So yeah. I, I just had to grab something for straight I, fizzle. So. I mean, you know, I just think, you know, you're a professional, man. You're going up there to talk to the media with the, with the ski mask on. <laughs> you know, let's, let's keep it real. I, I, know, I know you guys, I always keep it real at all times. I mean, you do. you're a black man, the connotations with the ski mask. Yeah, let's okay. Uh, yeah. All right. And then you know, look, man, like that's the thing. That's okay. We want you to keep it real. Keep it as yeah, real as you possibly can. All, all right, let's do it. Let's do another mask play here. This is Terry Rozier. This was his mask. Front zipper with a uh kind of a butterfly at the top. And the butterfly is um sort of like an inlay, kind of like a pearl thing going on here. What do you think about this mask? Front zip yeah. at the again, just just off the same uh Criteria I gave the last one is going to be straight fizzle because I mean, right, we got to turn you, we got to turn this around and put some fire on the screen. You making M's and you know you up there, man. You're a professional, man, and and just as a as a black man, I don't want to see the ski mask. All, All right, right well, so no so no ski mask anymore, Doug. We yeah, got to no move off the mask. ski mask. All right, we're done with the out. ski masks. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm not going to show another ski mask. All right, what we got? We've uh, this is leather. How about leather? Okay, this, this is, is Kyle, Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma. This, this is Kyle Kuzma. So we're he's wearing a whole fit. full leather suit here. What do you think about this? Straight fire, or straight fizzle. Straight fizzle. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I mean, those shoes. I hate designer the designer shoes. I, I always tell my friends okay. one day when I make it to where I feel like I can make it. If you guys ever see me wearing designer sneakers and stuff like that, you know that I'm gone. Like it, you need to just slap <laughs> me. So I don't like that. I don't like how baggy those pants are um, at all. So I'm not I'm not feeling that shit. All right. I, I think I've got I think I've got it. I think all right, I've let's got go, the, man. Come on. I need to I need to give it to you. All right, here we go. Miles Turner. What do you think about it? He's got the green. Well, describe this for me. What are, what are we working what is with this? here? I mean straight fizzle. Yeah, <laughs> I figured it was. We're talking, I mean, this guy, he looks like Tyler, the creator, coming into the game. You know what I'm saying? The baggy, 
those pants and the sneakers. No, oh, no, no. The crater man. is more like t-shirt with the flat bill yeah, straight but, to the but, sky. But, but I, I could see Tyler and something like that all day. Like, I mean, and that's his style. But, you know, for him, nah, man, I, I can't. Tyler can pull it off, though, I guess. Right, yeah, that's I guess what I'm saying. That's Tyler's okay. style. I expect that from Tyler. Okay. So okay. so no to Miles Turner. Do we have anything that's fire, um, Doug? Did you just get a whole bunch of fizzle? Oh, on- man, I don't know. Dude, Let me, all right, how about this? How about this? I'm gonna throw this in here. All right, this is the uh, this is the Spurs mascot. This is the coyote for the Spurs. Um, he wore earlier, uh, I think uh, last week. He he wore a cone of silence when they played the the uh, the Phoenix Suns because Devin Booker was bothered by the the yeah. Raptor in the free throw in the empty Toronto arena. So uh, we've got uh, the the coyote, the Spurs coyote, comes out with the cone of silence. What do you think about his fit here? The cone of silence. Come on, listen. I'm here for the pettiness. Uh-huh. The mascot is just trying to do his job. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, no. You got to appreciate it. Oh, so no. I'm going straight fire. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah we I wanted to be as quiet as I could as well. I wanted to wear the cone of silence so we could hear the imaging, and we've got some finally straight fire. Goodness yeah, gracious, man, Doug! Gonna I'm gonna, you know what? You know what? Booker? I'm gonna, I'm gonna end there. I want to end on fire. I'm scared of the what, Kobe what I would have. Be, yeah, Kobe would have been disappointed in him for that to, to <laughs> bark on a mascot of all people. Uh, out there to do it, like they said. I mean, what what are you doing? The fans are, are giving you a tough time at the free throw line. Like I thought that was real silly that he did that. Yeah, well, and you and Doug can talk about Devin Snooker as Doug likes to call him all day long. Like calling about all yeah, talking about all that, getting bothered. I also remember. Remember when Devin Booker got mad at a pickup game about getting double teamed or something like that? Yeah, because he said he was trying to work on his moves. I you saw know, that. yeah, like every once in a while, I appreciate the game from that. Yeah, like you know, he's not helping himself out every once in a while when these things yeah, get out there about one Devin. Oh wow, look at that! One more Kyle, one more Kyle Kuzma. Let's see, Kyle Kuzma is it? Describe what is he? Describe what is his inspiration for some of this stuff? Straight. It is. I mean, I I didn't know how you were gonna go fire there. What and I know it costs more than probably my whole closet, but I mean, he looks. Um, it kind of reminds me uh, Kanye and um, oh, I forget the the other artist name. They did the they did the music video where they dressed up. It looked kind of looked like couch cushions. It's kind of what some of uh, these guys and some of these guys just as a culture. The only reason they wear some of this stuff is because of the name on the label. There's no mm. way when they were kids and they didn't have money would they have ever stepped out the house with stuff that looks like some of the stuff that they wear because they would have gotten clowned for it. <laughs> the first thing that they will say to you if you rag them about it is they'll tell you how much it costs. As soon That's as you right. say, man, that outfit is checked. They're like, well, it costs $20,000. So what? <laughs> they look like... They look like when you're kids and you stuff a whole bunch of pillows up your clothes and then go play football in the backyard yes! and just lay each other out. Kyle Kuzma is ready for that type of childhood if his football mom game. Had, if his mom put him in an outfit like that when he was 10 years old, he'd have been crying and wouldn't want to leave out the house. Man, these guys need to stop. But oh, I'm still I'm still a part of the player's hater ball. He actually looks like Ralphie. Uh, excuse <laughs> me. He looks like Randy on A Christmas Story when he can't put his arms down. He looks right, like he's dude. about ready to go in the snow. Looks like Randy from A Christmas Story. That's and that what he looks like. Probably Probably well. ten thousand, fifteen thousand, but it is no. That's not All hitting. Right. To okay, wrong, can, can, but that's not hitting. 
can I do one more? And I think I think we're gonna end on fire. All right, okay. let's see what we got. Let's see what we got. Right, this like is another this is another Charlotte Hornets player. All right. This is Terry Rozier. Okay. Right. And this the 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 uh the tag on here is Silver Surfer. So I want before you give a straight fire or straight fizzle, I want you to describe it for the listeners and uh tell us then okay. tell us what you think and then give me a straight fire or fizzle. Here we All go. Right. This is Terry Rozier. Oh what, what do we now. got here? Oh wow, the pants. I didn't see the pants though. <laughs> All right, silver. for the viewers out there. <laughs> All right, so Terry got the do rag going. All right, okay. He got he got a what looks like a pretty dope Supreme jacket. The jacket, uh-huh. look, man. Like yeah. I don't mean to stop you. The jacket looks pretty sweet. That's what I'm saying. The jacket is dope. He's got the jewelry going over top of the black shirt to showcase it. So I do like that. The shoes. I know Terry's a Puma guy. I was about to ask if those were Air Force Ones because they look like it, but I'm guessing those are probably designer sneakers. Mm-hmm. All right. So okay, most hold on, of hold these... on. Before before you before you say it, before okay. I want you first of all, I want you to compare it to this case. <laughs> it's not very good. But here, I want to do this because I really do want to end on straight fire. So I'm gonna say here. What what do you think about okay, this? Okay. Right? All right. Top half of Terry, my God, T Row. The top half is straight fire. <laughs> Blaze the nets, the blaze the ball. Oh, you got that boy in there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I like that. Thank goodness, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, the top half. But for the for the viewers, it should clue them in. You know, we don't need to say it because we want to end on fire. So it should just let them know that. Yeah, you know, I said the top half was straight fire, so they right. should know the pants. Leave a bit We're doing it for you. Yeah, 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 man, those things were those things were seventies like. Those things were capris, man. Again, uh, if his mom had laid those out for him when he was twelve, he would have been complaining all the way out. The but door. but Wes, sometimes you refine your palate a little more. You know, you grow up, you ain't twelve years old anymore. Like sometimes you can rock the silver, the the very bright, loud silver capri Disco pants if you want. If I, if I if I put those, if I offered those to him, if you were his stylist and you offered those to him and you said they cost four. 40 bucks he would he would probably fight you because he'd say i'm not Spit wearing that it. nonsense yeah. but as soon as you tell him hey this balenciaga they cost 4500 bucks he's like oh yeah 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 give me those give me stop <laughs> that's I'm all telling right y'all that just like i tell my friends i like both of y'all a ton y'all my homies if you ever see me mm-hmm. in any of this stuff mm-hmm. i implore you to say wes what is going on we need to have an intervention. You have completely gone to the other side. I will say, catch me. I will say this: stuff, no matter how much money I end up making. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to disrespect you too much. You know, we we know not to mess with Wes after this episode of Lockdown Hornets. We do appreciate him joining us. Wes Wednesdays. Follow him on Twitter. Follow him on all sorts of social media at Westcott Range. Talking ACC basketball now. It's in full effect. But also, you can still catch him on Valley Sports home games. He's the Charlotte Hornets insider, bringing a ton of fun to the broadcast. Wes, we appreciate it, man. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate you guys as well. Straight out. Thanks for making Locked On Hornets your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets is hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great rest of your day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Bye-bye.